Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Ding, ding, ding. I feel like we need um, like a little... Cheers. Oh. Doesn't, it doesn't really work with what I have going on. Oh, that's good. Does that sound good? My nails are super long right now. Oh, I need a manicure. Okay. Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Rachel. And I'm Roberta. And it's time for your weekly update on all the royal news you need to know. It's also kind of a birthday week. I feel like we should sing happy birthday. A big birthday week. And I forgot to say last episode, happy belated Father's Day to Matt. Oh, you're so, so kind. Uh, We'll get into all that and the royals. Um, A couple of very important very official royal reminders before we dive in. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a royal rating. Only five stars are accepted. That is the barometer that we care about. That's the measurement. <laughs> or you can send us an email at infogallerypodcast.com. We've been getting so much wonderful reader email. So, ah, also, so much wonderful say, listener email. I always say reader. <laughs> I also wanted to say the Instagram. The um, there's Princess Charlotte, the moods. We've been doing a lot of different things on oh, Instagram, yeah. and they're so so fun. So if you or any of your friends that are royally obsessed don't follow, you should definitely follow right now. Which Princess Charlotte mood were you? Um, I think I was the one with the tongue out because I was just in. I was in that kind of mood. The photos were incredible. I don't even so remember good. which one I was, but I loved that. Anyways, how are you doing? How was your weekend? It was lovely. I got to go to New York for a surprise <gasps> engagement party, which was so much fun. My How's friend got engaged City? this weekend in Central Park. New York City is back. It's back, baby. Woo-hoo! New York, New York. Oh, I don't let's know. that was please awesome. sing it. No, I'm I'm into it. You know, I'm about to move back too. I'm so excited for you. I'm nervous, I'm so but I'm excited. When is your official move date? Uh, it's mid-July. We'll be back. So <gasps> yeah, we move out of our apartment July 1st, but we're we're going to take a vacay and then we're going to be back. Where's your vacay? The glorious state of Maine, which I love and oh, <laughs> spent some of the pandemic, <laughs> but it will be there nice. for vacation. But it'll be so relaxing. So New York was great and the engagement was fun. It was so, so lovely. It was great to be back. It was really the first time I've been back in a long time. And I mean, it just feels like tons of people are there and it's just, it's, I don't know. It's so exhilarating and fun, but it was also nice. It was kind of nice to come home to always. Yeah. Um, but I want to ask you, are there any... Did you do any Prime Day shopping? I did very limited Prime Day shopping. I was really hoping for some cool patio furniture finds, which I feel like you oh, yeah. maybe are the person to ask about that. I didn't find any great deals on, on Prime Day, but did you buy anything? Well, I was going to say that because of Prime Day, like Target and Best Buy and all these other places do a lot of yeah, way deals. Too, right? So I would look there because I got my all my patio furniture at Target and I love Love, okay. love it. I need a link. Um, I got a vacuum on <laughs> Prime Day, which I'm so excited what about. What vacuum? This is, <laughs> um, it's like a Dyson knockoff, but it, it was like $100 off. Like amazing. It's one of the cordless stick vacuums. I feel like this is when you're in your late 20s, almost 30, that you're yeah. like, this you're like is a the vacuum. best thing ever. Yes. <laughs> this so is what I want in my life. Yeah. I know, I know. I did actually, I bought Finn some dinosaur beach toys. 
They were four dollars off, and I felt like it was a steal. <laughs> yeah, perfect timing for summer. Yeah. All right. Well, we have so much coming up on this episode, from Kate Middleton's massive announcement to Father's Day celebrations across the entire royal family. Also, William's birthday, as Rachel mentioned, plus Megan's NPR interview and the big countdown until Diana's statue unveiling. Can you believe it's six days away from when this episode airs? I actually can't. Like, I thought that was a typo six when days. I saw that. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it. Is well, it just doesn't make sense that it's almost July. I think yeah. that's what's really hard to wrap my mind around in July 4th. So, are you going to be in Maine for July 4th? Yes, for the 4th of July. Uh, nice. I can't wait. Yeah, it's We're very like quintessential beach, so. America, you know, like it's red, so white, and blue. 4th of July. Yeah, you have a lobster roll and lobster roll, sparklers, yeah. you know, some beach time. Fourth of July, I'm just gonna not to derail us even more, but Fourth of July is my favorite holiday of the year. I should say is that. it really? Yes, oh, uh, and I it's, didn't know it's less about America. I mean, I love America, whatever, but I, <laughs> but I feel like it's also because I just love that there's no expectations except like a delicious meal, right? You're barbecuing. Yes. It's the kickoff to summer. It's just like you. Who feel doesn't good. love hot dogs? Yeah, <laughs> burgers, chicken, all the salads, like pasta salad, potato salad. I'm into it. So I you're really getting get excited. me so excited. Yeah, there's yeah. like no pressure on Fourth of July. It's like fireworks. There's fireworks. always fireworks. And who doesn't love fireworks? I love fireworks. Right? I know. It's magical. I, I'm really excited. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Quick detour. Well, what are we sipping? What are we sipping to uh, get us prepared for all these summer celebrations? And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. I have a, a clinking glass of rosé. What do you have? A LaCroix. I'm sorry. I will get back on track. I just have so much work going on, like, beyond the podcast this week. I'm and shaking so I'm just my head like, at Rachel. I know. I, I tisk, need to, tisk, like, tisk. I had a couple bottles of wine that I was considering downstairs at, before starting recording, but I'm, I'm going with my LaCroix. I'll be back on track next week. I'll be, I actually, I just had this open in my fridge, and it's at the point where it's like, okay, it's probably going to go bad in the next Is that rosé? 24 hours. Yeah. How long can you leave open wine in your fridge? Mm. This is actually a really important topic to me. I think you could stretch it to three to four days, but white oh. or rosé kind of goes bad pretty quick. Oh, okay. oh no! It's is this like at least <laughs> like eight days? Oh. <laughs> it still tastes fine. I just do the taste test. Like it still tastes fine. So it's I'm fine. a snob about it though. I'm like this wine is bad. I'm like <laughs> yeah. I usually am. I'm like four days. We have to drink it. But yeah, this yeah. time no. All right. Well, we wanted to read a lovely listener email from this week. So remember. A couple weeks ago, our Diamond Jubilee ask. We were so excited about the Platinum Jubilee plans being announced for the Queen, so we put out an all-call to see what listeners had been to the Diamond Jubilee. And Kirsten rose to the challenge. She sent us this amazing note, which I've shortened briefly to be a little bit brief for time's sake. So she says, Dear my fellow royal enthusiasts, I was in London in May 2012 during this time for a study abroad in college. The whole city was involved in the festivities and people were everywhere. But my most favorite and important memory was when I saw Charles, Camilla, Will, and Kate with my very own eyes. My friend and I decided to have a royal day one day where we wore fascinators, had afternoon tea at the British Museum, and then Buckingham Palace. Little did we know that when we arrived at Buckingham, one of the Queen's garden parties was letting out. I was standing right by the drive when, much to my surprise, Charles and Camilla were in the first car, and behind them, in another car, was William and Kate. Kate waved right at me, and I was close enough I could have touched the car itself. I immediately burst into tears and joy and was jumping up and down in utter disbelief. 
This is still my most favorite memory. I've attached a few pictures from the day. Unfortunately, I was in too much shock to take a picture of Kate when she drove by, but I did get a little bit of Prince Charles in his car. I can't wait to see what they do next year for the queen. Keep royally obsessing on. So the pictures she sent were amazing. You can definitely glimpse Charles in his like morning suit, the gray one that I feel like he wears all the time. All the time, yeah. And she, ha- Kirsten has a fascinator on that's so chic outside of Buckingham Palace. So ready for next year's celebrations. I hope I that Rachel and I can get it over there. It is so there, funny because they really are like larger than life. I feel like when you, t- I can't imagine what it would be like to be that close and be able to outstretch your arm and touch the car, but like refrain from that. I would just be overcome. I would be in shock. I think I would pass out. Maybe. Oh, but thanks for writing in and please keep those sort of anecdotes and memories coming because it's really fun to reminisce, especially as we head into next year. All right, guys, this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. Happy birthday, Prince William. He's 39. I feel like that just also went I went pat beyond, went over my head, I guess. I just was like, wait, he's still 30. I don't know why I just was thrown off by that. Next year is huge, though. 40. Wow. Yeah. I think it's just, yeah, There, it's it really time. What is time? Like, even the idea that Louis, Prince Louis is three and we last saw him I mean we've seen photo updates but when we saw him on the balcony for Drew the Color I'm just yeah you know I feel it's all a blur but yeah so we got a new birthday portrait of Prince William but there was no photographer credit which I always kind of love the you know following along with who took the photo I was like is this a Chris Jackson image like who snapped this but nothing he looked great in blue I'm assuming the Duchess though right oh maybe but doesn't she always get a photo credit that's true there was no photo credit that's what I thought was unique but you know, a, a tripod. Sleuthing out those details. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like so classic, like, I don't know, he like 39 is just kind of like a random birthday. You're just yeah. like, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> exactly. He's like, not. it's not 40. 40 will yeah. blow it out, you know. But I, it did um, make me laugh. I don't know if you noticed this, and please, you can call me out for being weird. But um, his chest hair, we don't really ever see <laughs> William's chest hair, I think. And I kind of did a photo search. Please don't judge me for this. But I'm usually judging. he's wearing a tie or like a collared shirt. And there it was just like he kind of was more casual. And I feel like we've seen mm-hmm. a lot of like casual William this week. So yeah. um, the chest hair made an appearance. I feel like this coupled with the vaccine arm thirst arm, trap, you know? there's <laughs> a lot of thirst happening right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, Kate is aware, right? Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I did really like, you know, we saw some tributes. Queen posted like a four photo tribute, which had, you know, photos of William at Trooping the Color, as well as um, some of him in uniform and things like that. But Charles's post was actually really nice and kind of threw me for a loop because, you know, the image was Charles as, you know, a new dad with baby William. And I think I think maybe it was just – it's just with with Diana's 60th birthday approaching what would have been her 60th birthday and William nearing 40. It's just a glaring reminder for me of just how young she was and when William was born. I mean, she was only yeah. 20 years old. She was a month shy of turning 21. And I think about that – like what stage of her life she yeah, was at. Like it just there was, feels like if you're nervous as a new parent at older than 20, I can't imagine what it's like to be that, you know, in your early 20s. That just yeah, feels like she has just, so much she pressure. She went through so much in yeah. such a short span. And also, I mean, Charles obviously wasn't as young as Diane at the time. He There was a 12 or 13-year age difference. But, um, you know, he – seeing him holding a baby William and knowing all – like that image, I guess, just knowing everything that was to come with his marriage, with Camilla – 
just, I don't know. It's just this like snapshot in time for me. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just feeling reflective. Sorry. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always think that Kate has a, has a rough deal here because of the back-to-back Father's Day and then birthday, like gift-wise, because that's a lot of pressure. And that's what I feel I have in common because I also have that where it's Father's Day and then Matt's birthday is this week. And I'm always like, oh, what are the gifts? birthday, Matt. <laughs> no. It's on the day the episode airs, but it's just, you know, I, I feel like the gift What are you getting him? I guess because you can tell me if you're giving it yeah. to him the same day. I'm getting him a cookbook. Like we don't really, I don't Aww. really, it's like a, but it is, it's from a restaurant that um we went to in Paris called Septime. That's so But it's not sweet. out yet. So it's kind of an anticlimactic. It comes out in the fall. Is that an okay birthday thing? That's fine. It's so thoughtful that it doesn't matter. I think that's I so sweet. And And maybe you can be like, Next time we're in Paris. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Throw uh, the hint out there too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But anyway, so, you know, I, I don't think we got a lot of news about how William celebrated his birthday this year. Just, you know, Katie Nichol from Vanity Fair reported that there was a home, probably a homemade cake, cards from the kids, but those are kind of like a given, yeah, I would year. think. Yeah. So, but William is supposed to pop up at Wembley Stadium. So maybe that was part of the gift. You know, he's like, Today? Today. He's going to see the England's match against okay. Czech Republic is supposed to, maybe, I think it's later later today after our recording. We haven't seen pics yet. Uh, okay. Anyways, but he is president that's of the That's a good celebration. That's, yeah, that, maybe that's like a friend celebration or who knows. But, oh, well, low-key is always nice. I feel like that's that's classic for them. And didn't the marathon that they did happen on Yeah, so birthday? speaking of Father's Day, we're going to get into the rundown now because we also had that William appearance this weekend where he was out and about on Sunday with George and Charlotte at this Sandringham race. It was a half-marathon event and a very casual William, Charlotte, and George. Did you see those pictures? So good. Also, they look – the kids look so big. Don't you feel like they're at their growth spurt now where yes, they're just like, like – shooting up, right? It didn't help that Charlotte's shorts are like miniature. So her I legs just look look. so long. Yeah, she was wearing Ralph Lauren. I had to look it up. She's oh. a mini influencer because she was wearing Ralph Lauren sweater and then I think her shorts were mini Bowden. Oh. So she's so – so cute. I just love the like, you know, like the sweatshirt, the, the tiny yeah. shorts, but then also those magenta sneakers. And her and George match. They have matching sneakers, which is really cute. Oh, I didn't notice that. The same uh, same. style of Nike, supposedly. Did you know that there is a a Cambridge Kids, like, what Kate wore, but for the Cambridge Kids? I did not. It's called What the Cambridge Kids Wore. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And they actually do. Why did I not know that? I mean, it's going to be the most traffic site in a few years when they're like teenagers and we're wondering oh, what they're wearing but I know that's amazing I, I need that for all my shopping I'll send it to you but I'll I loved it. the pics so apparently they went over and they just counted down the race so that it was like when you know the kickoff they were like three two one or one two three I don't know what it was but I just want the audio because they looked so passionate about it at the microphone and that was how they spent their father's day as well as we did get a new picture too sort of where it was flashed on the kids yes. Instagram you had to kind of screenshot it. I don't know if you did that I so i didn't screenshot it because I'm not smart. I zoomed into the corner of where the new picture was and just like watched it on loop, which oh, I don't smart. know why I didn't screenshot it, but <laughs> but it is like such a sweet, sweet picture. It is. I thought it was so funny. The detail of the race though was that um, the ra- the runners weren't starting the race because they were trying to take selfies with William and the kids in the background. They like wouldn't go. And so the <laughs> William and George and Charlotte had to be like, 
go, go. Like the cannon went off, like you need to start the race. And they were like trying to get them in the background as they ran by. So there was so many people trying to take selfies that they wouldn't like start the race. It was a kind of a big deal too. I thought it was. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh it's my really- gosh. Or the air horn. They had an air horn. That's what it was. But yeah, it's just instead of a cannon. I don't know why I said cannon, but yeah. That's so hilarious. I would love to have Classic. Charlotte being like, get on with it. Come on. Yeah, like in the <laughs> selfie. Yeah. So more Father's Day celebrations. We had an interview from Megan, her first interview, and the first we've really heard from her in a while, and definitely since uh, Lily arrived, about the bench. And she joined NPR's Samantha Balaban and Christian Robinson, the artist, to talk about the book. Did you? What did you think of the interview, Roberta? So good. I was amazed that they were on at the same time. I just think that that's so hard because, I mean, we know this from doing the podcast remote for – a year and a half almost is that it's it's hard not to talk over each other it's hard to know when to go I just think that that takes so much skill and they really they mastered it and there it felt was like delightful. a real love between the two of them too I, I, I was gonna say it was they... delightful to hear from Christian Robinson because they just like connect and vibe on so many levels I just felt like they had a really good flow to yeah. the interview and it was it was eight minutes so it wasn't very long at all it was very it was just like a little snapshot it was it was great yeah well some of the biggest revelations I thought that were interesting were that Megan's first Father's Day gift to Harry officially was the bench and there was a poem on the back that she had put on a little plaque I believe it was um it's just a really creative gift and I think just hearing from her that that was what she decided it sounds I think Megan just sounds we know from the tig that she's just this expert gift giver and really thoughtful so here's my question where is that bench because mm. that first father's day was in the uk so i'm like good question did they ship the bench to the u.s i mean right? i would think if it's that significant in their lives they definitely would have brought it but to, to ship US. a bench like what do you how- well they're shipping a lot of stuff right that's <laughs> true. I feel like it's but probably... a bench. Like I think, like a couple suitcases of clothes. Like it sounds like they weren't like prepared to be living. But, but I bet eventually, because they had to bring all their art, everything. all their. I would think, yeah, it's got to be here. It seems like I mean, I would think Frogmore is still kind of decked out with their stuff because that's their home away from home yeah, when true. they're visiting. I don't know. Where I just thought that was funny. It's like, is the original <laughs> bench at Frogmore still? Because like, yeah, are Eugenie and Jack using it? Whatever. Anyways, continue. What well, was fascinating? Uh, yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> I also just like that they talked about how like this whole year has been about recognizing the beauty of quiet moments. I mean, we've all had a lot of them, and I feel like that is a very relatable aspect of the book as you read it. And just also the importance of showing inclusivity. That you know, it kind of started with conversations. You know, it showed the story of Harry. And Megan and what Megan was viewing through Archie and their relationship and as it built, but then it showed all different types of father-son relationships throughout the book. So I thought that I thought that was great. But we also got a mini Archie update. Archie loves the book. What? Um, which is great because he he has a voracious appetite for books. And constantly when we read him a book, he goes again, again, again. But now the fact that he loves the bench and we can say, Mommy wrote this for you feels Amazing. I loved that also, just also the way that she was telling Christian that for the first time. And he was like, wait, what? Like, I just thought that was really sweet. He was so happy about it. Yeah. But also, I feel like we called this because we were like, 
oh, it's so nice that like, even though Archie might feel like he's pushed out of the spotlight by his new baby sister, like he has this book that his parents yeah, wrote for him. Yeah, what she a said special thing. Absolutely. I and I love hearing that he's such a big reader, which we kind of knew from his birthday last year. You know, it just seems like he has a huge appetite for books, according to Megan as well. And we also got a little re- a reveal that's a little bit of an Easter egg about Megan's nod to Diana. Just all of those little Easter eggs or nuggets that are tucked within the book. I mean, there's a lot. If people start digging, I think you can find sweet little moments that we've we've tucked in there from my favorite flower, even my husband's mom's favorite flower, forget-me-nots. We wanted to make sure those were included in there. There's a lot of a lot of special detail and love that went into this book. I really liked that. And I just think in general, Roberta, do you I just think it feels so amazing to hear from the royals straight from their own mouths. Like, does that sound so like like somehow that sounds weird? But we're always hearing these things from secondhand sources. And anytime we get to hear straight from Megan, straight from William, straight from Kate, straight from Harry, it is amazing. I also feel like this is such a big deal because it's like confirmation that. You know, we always look for these symbols and details and things that are hidden in their messaging because usually, typically, it's never complained, never explained. But she just confirms that, like, all these things that people are hunting for are there. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, like, when I was reading it, I was thinking, like, oh, there must be some kind of allusion to Diana somewhere. Like, I just think that that's such a nice confirmation because she knows that people are probably on the hunt for those little details. I know. Did you see the little detail when you take off the the cover that H and A are carved in the tree on on the actual cover? No. Yes. What? Well, Finn. Oh, Finn refuses to have the paper covers on picture books. He's mad about them, so he's like, "Take this <laughs> off. off." And so that's how I found it. He took it off, and it's it's like a little H and A carved into the into the bench. That's so cool. Yeah. I also love that Megan mentioned this that it's a game. So you the benches that are in the front and back cover, you actually go hunting for them throughout the book. So then you can say like, "Okay, where's this one?" And then you like when as you're reading, you're like, "Oh, there's that one." It's like a matching game too, which is so- really. Oh, cool. So thoughtful. Yeah, I just felt so like thoughtful. everything that she shared was just like, oh, perfect. Yeah, and it's this great. book is a New York Times bestseller now, which is great. And I loved this line in the in the in the Daily Mail, of course. It said her new 13, you know, 13-pound book, The Bench, has topped the New York Times bestsellers list for children's picture books, but sold just 3,212 copies in the UK. <laughs> It really does show the divide, though, of how differently it's being viewed across across the pond. As it's just say. like, it what just a weird like- way to like take her huge accomplishment and then knock her down. It's just whatever. Anyways, a couple more updates from Father's Day. Eugenie shared a photo tribute to Jack Brooks Bank in August. Can we call him Augie? I love August. Uh, Augie is really cute. We just should definitely call him Augie. showing. Jack, like in peak dad form, you know, exhausted but really happy, and just I I love. I just feel like Eugenie is just so kind of unfiltered on Instagram, and it makes it really fun to follow and watch along. What do you think? I 100% agree. I also think um, it's amazing that we get to see more of the inside of Frogmore Cottage which, with every update or the outside because this time it was like black and white pillows on the couch. We got – which I feel like she wasn't really thinking about this, but like you can see the security system I in saw the back, that too. which I yeah. was like um, – maybe not want to put that up yeah just because like i don't know me i don't think people could use that in any way but it just is it's funny to think like it's very unfiltered which i love i think that eugenie does such a good job of just being very genuine and very down to earth and kind of funny too i just think yeah. it was like she called him the ultimate dad i, I loved that i just loved like her Fergie. sunglasses it feels like she's following too. in her mom's footsteps a yeah little bit. exactly exactly and then we also had a, a photo 
carousel from Charles. He posted a pic with Philip in a sweet caption to all papas everywhere and to those who may be missing their dads today. And I feel like it is, you know, a bittersweet Father's Day for sure. I mean, Prince Philip passing away earlier this year. I just, I, I don't know. I think I felt like it has to be a very difficult Father's Day for Charles and the Definitely. whole family. So, yeah. But anyways, happy Father's Day. It was Happy I Father's love, Day. You know, it's interesting too that the holiday is the same day as the U.S. for Father's Day, but not this that way for Mother's Day. I was going to ask, do you know why that is? So I, I was doing a little bit of light research on this, and apparently it's because Mother's Day has religious connotations in the U.K., and so they're actually unique holidays in the U.S. and the U.K., but Father's Day in the U.K. was inspired by the U.S. holiday. So it's a more recent addition in the 1900s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So interesting. I never yeah. knew why they were different for Mother's Day versus Yeah, Mother's I had Day. to look it up. I wasn't totally sure yeah. either. Well, next up, we have Kate's busiest week ever, where she launched the Royal Foundation Center for Early Childhood. So I'm going to go through a timeline of what happened here. So on Friday, they announced the center with a video, and Kate was wearing her lovely initial necklace with GC and L engraved in it. Uh, This center was then... I guess she did the official, she did the video launch Friday at midnight British time. And Mm -hmm. then Saturday was the two events, back-to-back events, where she visited the London School of Economics and then Kensington Palace Cafe. She wore that light blue, stunning L.K. Bennett dress with the rainbow umbrella. I felt like that was just the most cheery image. I know. I love that. I love royals with umbrellas. Those are really my favorite photos somehow. Kate has some really good photos with umbrellas too. Yeah. There's a great one that I have. The one I love of Diana with the with the umbrella. It's just I just I don't know. There's great shots with that. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It really is interesting. Um so this center is being called the social equivalent of climate change. And so it's really the culmination of Kate's 10 years of working on the early years and focusing on up to age five, I think, but mm-hmm. it probably will expand beyond that. And so they have a new website that they launched for it called and it's centerforearlychildhood.org. The big thing was all the big change starts small stuff. So they really kind of teased it through that printout we talked about last week where they had big change starts small. Um, their mission, it says, is to transform society through early childhood. And how they'll do that is research, collaboration, and then creating change through awareness and inspiring action. So um, the website's beautiful. It feels a little bit like it takes a leaf out of the Archwell kind of bloggery type webs. I don't know. I just felt very clean and fresh and not stuffy at all, which I think some of the royal websites do feel a little outdated now, but it did feel very um, happy and bright and exciting. So what did you think about this? I'll pause that timeline here. Yeah, no, I I think it's really exciting, especially on the heels of Hold Still. I just can't wait to see what Kate does with her next really big focus because I think that she just knocked that out of the park. So I and and parenting in particular is something she's so, so passionate about that I think we can expect a lot of great things. I also was laughing with her sort of video on Instagram. Did you notice that someone was either banging in the background or something as she was talking? Oh my God, I did not notice So that. it was like this kind of, you know, probably scripted, you know, selfie type video. I don't know if it was on a tripod or what, where she's introducing 
the center and what was what's to come and there's just like this sporadic kind of hammer and then it seemed like there was a cut and there's definitely a cut in the video and my idea is just like did, did it get out of control and they were like all right someone yeah. got they're like Louis, the construction like, please be quiet while mommy films the video <laughs> yeah exactly so that made me laugh but yeah i'm just really excited about it did you watch the commercial for the center no i don't think i did Okay, I'll send it to you. It, it might be a little eye rolly. I don't want to be judgmental. I really don't. And I really want to see what comes out of this. But they have footage of the civil rights marches and Nelson Mandela. And then it's like, you know, big change can look like this, but small change, like we can also start small. And it just feels so weird when we haven't really heard enough about these accusations from Harry and Meghan on racism and then to include that it just feels like so so strange to include I don't know and then there's footage of JFK it's just like a little bit disconnected from what the center actually is and it's like why did you include footage of civil rights marches when like I don't know I don't know it just felt so weird to have that in there it just no I I mean I I definitely need to watch it I'll send it to you we we can discuss later okay um then okay so then Next thing on our schedule, like Kate did have the busiest week ever. Then Sunday was Father's Day. Monday is William's birthday. Tuesday, today, Natural History Museum outing wearing a pink blazer from Chloe. and Which her, I loved, by the way. I know. I and then her, it. It's a little out of my price range. It is really expensive, <laughs> but it is really cool. It has like the singeing in the back. And then she wore her and other stories jeans, which everyone was obsessed with from the vaccine. Yes. Uh, vaccine shot. And it was for an urban nature project at the Natural History Museum. She brought her own homemade honey, which I guess was a big reveal is that she has bees at Amher Hall and that she's like harvesting her own honey which is really cool uh but all this was a little they're not overshadowed but there was this other thing which was that there was a deleted column about the Duchess of Cambridge from the Telegraph so the column which was quickly taken down was titled a rare misstep from the Duchess of Cambridge and it was all about her joint op-ed with Jill Biden that was posted to CNN.com. So the one line that everyone is quoting is, however important the cause, she's in danger of falling into the same trap as the Sussexes. She has risked aligning herself too closely with a sitting political party. Can I ask you, is same trap as the Sussexes about their work to encourage others to vote? Yes, which is Which is so... nonpartisan. Yeah, people are just like, we're annoyed that... Or that Megan politely bowed out of a meeting with Trump, which I don't know. I never heard that that was actually on the books. So I think that that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I have some thought. I just feel like Trump, the Trump presidency was such an outlier, too. Like, I think looking back at sort of this comparison, the article that was pulled even talks about how Diana was smart about her neutrality. I'm doing air quotes here because she did the breast cancer fundraiser with Hillary Clinton and then she danced with Ronald Reagan. But like. I feel like this is definitely a different scenario when you're talking about Trump, you know, Melania Trump is specifically referenced in the article. I don't totally, you know, and also and I, the partnership is about the cause. And I also think that's so like hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, yeah, in a in the history of Diana's life, yes, she met presidents from both parties. Like that just yes. seems like it's so obvious because I me. think that like Kate is kind of just getting into this, and and but it, there's a precedent where the royals have constantly worked with. M- you know, leaders across, you know, Harry had a lot of work with Obama, things like that on behalf of the causes like mental health, empowering young people. Like, I just, again, think the Trump presidency was like a unique situation. Totally. Yeah, I mean, that's it my It sounds bias, like we probably. both disagree wholeheartedly with what the article yes. claimed. But it's also kind of interesting But where did that article know, go? <laughs> right. It's like, what, is the palace controlling the narrative? It doesn't look good either way, because I definitely don't agree with the article, but I definitely think 
that writer's opinion is allowed to yeah, be Yeah, where too. did it go? And so, like, the story's about Megan. So in 2019, the same journalist that wrote this column about Kate wrote a column criticizing Megan for her unabashed support for all things woke, in quotes, and, quote, aligning herself so closely with the icons of the political left. And that story remains online. So it really does feel like there is a double standard for... Kate and Megan in the British press. And this is just a glaring example of one where the palace intervenes and pulls, probably. I mean, why else? I, the Telegraph won't comment on what happened. and Neither will Kensington Palace, yeah. Can Kensington Palace, like, take a little heat? Like, it just feels like Kate's supporters would say, no, this is so false. And then, you know, it's just out there, but it's okay to have the opinion. I don't know. Well, because BuzzFeed weird. did a piece about it, and they linked to I, – I feel like the it was a great conversation about it, and everyone was pretty pro-Kate, saying that it wasn't – you know, I, I just think it's it's bizarre, like, what happened. And they were promoting it, and I have but no idea. But almost like if they left the article up, it would make Kate look better because people would say, yeah. that feels – like a stretch like that doesn't feel like this is what's happening and at that's all. what people she, were saying yeah and this does again if this is the palace pulling the article it does feel very in line with what harry mentioned which was the invisible contract that yeah. goes on behind the scenes with the media and the palace and that there are these like tit for tat quid pro because if there moments. was like an inaccuracy they would have just corrected it in you know put a correction at the bottom it's just bizarre it disappeared so super bizarre And then the last thing from this week is The Revelations from Battle of Brothers by Robert Lacey. So his book was excerpted in the UK Times. So an extract from the book, Battle of Brothers, William, Harry, and the Inside Story of a Family in Tumult uh, was published over the weekend. And the biggest thing I think from this is that William is the one who separated the two households after hearing of the bullying allegation. So originally it was thought that Harry kind of wanted to split off from the royal family and form their own office in Buckingham Palace. But now it's Robert Lacey, who we had on this podcast. Yeah, last year. And yeah. he's a really credible guy. I really enjoyed his conversation. Yeah, I was going to say, I really, really want him to come back and Me hear too. all about this book. Hopefully, hopefully we will. Um, but supposedly, after William heard about these bullying allegations, he was furious and called Harry. Harry hung up the phone and then they had a face-to-face confrontation and that's when the office is split. So really William instigated it. Also in the excerpt, Megan and Harry are called damaged goods and that's why they're so in love, which feels really weird. Megan is called a narcissist and a sociopath by this palace source. There's a palace staffer from Kensington Palace who says that people felt run over by Megan and didn't know how to handle her. But then to me, this feels again like what we heard before, which is that she has this crazy work ethic, which like who can fault her for that? You know, yeah. like getting and up sort of different, like culturally kind of um, like expectations. The UK yeah. versus Americans, like kind of a different approach to work. Yeah, totally. And it, so, kind of in, on the heels of these excerpts, we now hear that the bullying report findings are delayed. So originally, those 
investigations of the allegations against Megan that the senior palace staffers made were going to be released in the annual sovereign grant report, which is due out this week. So instead, they have delayed that coming out. And the investigation, they said, is still ongoing, but the publication is likely going to be in 2022. Wow. So it does seem like maybe a kind of good move just so that Harry and William aren't dealing with the fallout of that before this like big a public statue reprieve. Yeah. But I don't know. It just is like... Uh, the when does the book come out? I need to look this up. And I oh, it comes to, out June twenty fourth. June twenty fourth. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we have so to this have Robert Lacey on soon. Yeah. I want to. I really want to pick his brain again because I, he was such a wonderful guest. He's a, he also consults for the Crown. He's yeah, a, yeah. So I just think like he this palace source is going on the record and saying you know, and I think it, he said in what that it's a personal friend of William. So he that he spoke with as well as on the record statements etc. about. About Stafford, these revelations. Yeah. 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 And just things and that were. And you read the full full excerpts. Yeah. And there's a lot more detail to it. So I feel like we need to have a lot of context and read the whole thing. Yes. I recommend. I feel like there's multiple excerpts. I think another one was published today about, you know, there's more on Robert Lacey's website. It's just really interesting. I just think that my struggle is, you know, I, I think we've said, you know, we find Robert Lacey to be incredibly credible, but I still struggle with like, you hear Megan and Harry in the Oprah interview, and then you hear this side, and there's just so many perspectives on all this so much bias so many secondhand sources it's just really hard to form an opinion i think you and i feel incredibly challenged because you know what is the truth yeah we also have talked about i mean you're an older sibling i'm a younger sibling and you definitely do get in these family squabbles like it totally makes sense and it and it feels like all their dirty laundry is being aired for the world to see and it's a he said he said kind of back and forth but I mean, it it happens. Like, I don't oh even my know gosh. what else to say. Yes. Says it. it totally happens. My brother and I have definitely had crossed wires before. I, You know, he would admit it, too. I'm not <laughs> spilling the royalty over here. But it just, yeah, I mean, you feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, my your... sister, my younger sister, I'm the older sibling. And I just feel like that's where, for me, the, the family drama aspects of this can feel really relatable. Because, you know, we've had super heated, my sister and I have had super heated arguments. We're cross-country from each other. She's a big hanger-upper. I'll say that to her face. So I'm saying it here. I love you. <laughs> to my sister. But I mean it's it's like you I am definitely guilty of choosing sometimes to believe that my perspective is the right perspective and she's wrong and I think that you you kind of lose sight of your own flaws and I again I don't know whose side to believe and I hate there's so many opinions here as I spill my LaCroix, excuse me. I'm very passionate waving my hands. But yeah, I mean, I just think that we are seeing two brothers reacting fiercely to the principles that they hold so near and dear, which is duty, love, so much else. And that's yeah. something yeah. we can all understand. Totally. And I I definitely am guilty of if we can't work it out, like if my brother and I are like, okay, there's wires crossed. Like, I thought you were going to tell mom and dad. I thought you were. Then we go run to mom and dad. And yes, this time, we do the same thing. <laughs> totally for them to settle this view. And it feels like Charles has definitely sided with William. And so Which there is, is not this, cool. like, it's not your cool because you're play. so sweet. Diplomatic. My parents are like very neutral. My mom especially is really good about being like, I have no opinion here. I love I you think- both. I think I get my parents to take my side to my <laughs> face and then they go and take my brother's they side to rogue. his face. Yeah, like not diplomatic. I don't know. So it just, and maybe Charles is doing the same. Who knows? He's probably like, 
We don't know. And it's supposedly he's not going to be there for the statue unveiling. Like he's definitely Charles leaving isn't? town. That's oh, no. What the, I, that's wow. what I read. Charles wasn't. That he's going to leave town and like not be anywhere near that. So it just, it's There's messy. so much family pressure drama. on William yeah. and Harry for this occasion. Like just those images, everything we see, their words, because they're each making speeches. Um, I'm I'm nervous on their behalf because it's a lot of public pressure. I know. I know. We'll have to wait and see. And definitely going to read this book when it comes out. All right. Before we adjourn the Royal Pod, here are highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. My low is just quickly the, the Spotify deal. <laughs> I feel like where is Archwell Audio? I definitely want to hear more after the audiobook of The Bench and NPR interview. Just hearing Megan, I am convinced more than ever that her voice is so soothing, so soft, so perfect for podcasting. And I would just love to hear more Archwell Audio episodes. We haven't heard any updates. So, and they're on parental they are, leave. They are on parental leave. So hopefully after that, which could be... I read that you know, it might be five months that they're up taking. To, up to five months, which is November. So I think Spotify will be like chomping at the bit yeah. to get new content from them though. So Absolutely. we'll see. Milo is just that the, you know, official sort of idea that Megan definitely won't be joining Harry on July 1st in the UK for this unveiling. We knew this, though. I mean, this is yeah. not a massive surprise. She just had a little bit, like, she's going to be fully immersed in that new motherhood world. But, and, and I, I just feel like her support would have probably meant so much to Harry. I, I think, though, at the same time, things are so, so tense still that maybe it just allows the focus to be purely on what they're doing, which is unveiling the statue. It's a tribute to Diana. So I don't know. I mean, I just feel like the press is so merciless. I I was really hoping for a little bit meets little bit moment photo wise, but we'll, we'll bide our time. We'll wait. (laughs) Six days. But also like she's, she wouldn't be vaccinated. And so there's a lot of risk. Like there's no way Megan could take her on a plane. There's a lot of reasons for her not to go, but it's a low. I would have loved to see them together. Harry and Megan at this unveiling. Well, and then there was a rumor that Archie might join Harry, but I don't oh. think that that, that would happen. It sounds like the Sussex statement that they released was more like Megan staying home with both of the kids. But yeah. I mean, that in itself is a reason for her not to go. I mean, there's just so much to look after and they exactly. have the chickens. Who's chickens. got to look after the chickens. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Um, all right. Well, my high, this, we have a lot of Megan and Harry this time, but my high this week is that they Megan and Harry bought a bunch of domain names for baby Lily. So the Telegraph reports that Lilla, but diana.com and lilydiana.com were both snatched up around the time of her birth. A spokesman for the Sussexes confirmed that and said that they had purchased a significant number of domain names for a range of potential names they were considering. So this suggests that the queen had the queen disapproved of, of them taking her nickname Lilibet, that they would have other names to fall back on. So there was a bunch of names in the running. What are those names? <laughs> I know. I'm so curious. We need to do some sleuthing online. But I think my high, though, of this is that could there be a new foundation in the works? Like, because they have Archwell, are they going to have Lilibet Diana? I don't know. Lilibet? <laughs> Gosh, I would love that. I think that's really I exciting. I have no idea. But I do think that that's, like, the reason you would get a website name. Why else would they? Well, or to protect just, like, exploitation. Like, I feel like people True. would have probably grabbed it and started cashing in, but... But no, I like Rachel, I like what you're saying. Starting better. a new foundation. <laughs> yeah, I like what you're saying. My high is about it's a little aside in a recent video for Hold Still that Kate released on the YouTube channel. Kate had this, you know, she was chatting with an amateur photographer about the image. She shared this tidbit about George, Charlotte, and Lou saying, everyone's like, mommy, please stop taking photographs. And I just love that because <laughs> it is a battle to take a photograph of Finn. And it just made me feel like it's always those sort of 
windows into this parenting world that get me with Kate and William. And, you know, I, I think it makes me see the Kate and Diana parallel sometimes because that was parenting was always one of the most beloved entry points for Diana as well. So I don't know, but is, I loved that Does Revelation. Finn hate photographs? He hates them. He's getting a little better because I've come up with a trick where I'm like, um, he heard someone in a park say cheese when they were taking a photo and he was like, cheese? Like, what's that about? Oh. <laughs> and so now he thinks that that's funny, but he really doesn't like photos. So if you say cheese, though, he'll like laugh for a little bit and you can And then I can get a, a quick, quick photo. photo. <laughs> it's very like covert, like sort of candids that I'm getting. So Oh, you've gotten so many good candids. The one in strawberry picking. Oh, People he go, was into the photos then. Rachel, yeah. If you haven't oh, already. No, you're sweet. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, but lots of lots of uh, fun little asides from Kate in those whole yes, videos. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating. Five stars only. Pretty, pretty please. I feel like we're so close to breaking 2K, which would be a dream. Um, this review is a recent review. They say, I recently discovered Royally Obsessed and I'm truly enjoying the pod. Rachel and Roberta have great chemistry together and their personalities complement each other nicely. I love that they do their homework and the show has a natural flow to it. Such an enjoyable part of my week to listen to Royally Obsessed. Keep up the great work. So, I truly could so not kind. do this without Roberta. Speaking of our chemistry, I just I I, even through Zoom, I just like can't wait to like reach through the screen and and be in person and hug. I'm just, I like, was thinking about that. Like we need to be in person for this, especially because then we can actually get drunk in person. <laughs> that will be Is that ready terrible. To can I not say that? I'm very excited for that day. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, reminder to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode and follow us on Instagram. So many fun things coming out on the Instagram. You can also follow us personally. I'm at Robbie Frito. And I'm at RKBNYC. And please, please email us info at gallerypodcasts.com. What do you think about the Center for Early Childhood? Or Robert Lacey's Revelations. Yes, we want to hear from you guys. And till next week, God God save save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.